Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I've learned this in, in ministry that if you want your faith to expand and develop, you need to be under the word as you're doing tonight. Faith cometh by what? And hearing by the word of God. You know, um, I believe that, that, that like Romans chapter 1, uh, uh, verse 17, let's, let's put that up real quick. Romans uh, uh, chapter 1 and, and, and 17, look at this real quick. Uh, it says, and the, the, the just, for, for, it is, for if the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, so God wants us as his children to go from faith to faith. As it is written, the just, talking about you and I, shall live by faith. And I love that. It says faith to faith. And then put up Romans chapter 12, uh, uh, verse 3 real quick. Romans chapter 12, just laying a foundation real quick. Look at this, Romans 12 and, 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 and 3. Hallelujah. It says, uh, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt each, somebody say each, one a measure of faith. So God has dealt all of us a measure of faith. If you want to see results in your life, you got to release your faith. Amen. Everything that you need in this life, I believe, is really actually connected to faith. Amen. And faith cometh by what? Hearing and, and, and hearing by the word of God. Even the Bible says, how can you, how, how, it says, how, how can you, how, how can you hear what ought to preach Let's look at that one more time. 10, 14. It says, how then shall they call on him who they have believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? How then shall they hear? How can you hear without a preacher? Look at your neighbor and say, I need my preacher. You need your preacher. You need your pastor. Why? My job is to help spiritually massage your faith muscle. My job is to help spiritually stimulate your faith, if you will. You come here. Does anybody been to the gas station to get gas? Uh, every hand should have <laughs> We all, when that thing is uh, on fumes, you better make sure you get there. Or you'll be on the side of the road. I say all that to say this. The church is nothing but a spiritual gas station. You come here to get gassed up spiritually. Amen. It's my job to help massage that faith muscle, if you will. Amen. So you can be, what, you, so you'll begin to see and think on another level. Amen. So that you don't operate in your intellect and operate in your logic all the time. Amen. Because a lot of times in our logic, we're trying to add up things. And sometimes when you add things up logically, it makes no sense how you're going to maneuver out of your situation. That's why it's important that we have to be people of faith. But let's get into this in more depth. The first thing I want to talk to you tonight is uh, why faith? What, what are the, one of the benefits of faith? Faith keeps you out of your feelings. I'm going to say that one more time. Faith. Somebody say faith keeps you out of your feelings. How many of y'all know we all have a war between our faith and our feelings? It's not that you don't have faith. Sometimes we allow our faith to lay dormant in us and we don't exercise our faith. It's not that, because I've had people in this church, Pastor, I just don't have no faith. No, baby, you got faith, your faith just laying dormant. You tripping right now. You and your feelings. Put up 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. 2 Corinthians uh, 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 5. 
and, and, and 7. Look at this real quick. 2 Corinthians 5. It says, for we, we walk by faith. We, we walk by confidence. That's what faith means. We, we walk by trusting God. Uh, 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 uh. We walk by faith, not by sight. Sight meaning I don't live my life based, based off of what I see. Because what you might be going through might be a, a, a hot mess. I always say don't focus on what you're going through. Focus on where you're going to. But you will never be able to focus on where you're going to if you don't apply faith. You have to apply faith because guess what? If you don't apply faith, you will live your life in your feelings. How many people do me and you know they are hot mess because they made a decision to live their life in their feelings? Guess what? We don't have to look far. That was me and you at one time. Somebody trip, you gonna trip. Can I get a witness up in here? You want to trip? Let's trip. We can all trip. <laughs> Nobody had to teach you how to do that. That's just human nature. Amen? Because remember, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Matter of fact, put, put, put up Galatians 5.22 in, in the King James Version. Put that up real quick because we, we've covered maybe four or five of these. But let's put this up in the King. It says, for the fruit of the Spirit. It's, it's love. We came out the gate talking about love. Then we talked about joy. I haven't got to peace yet. I'm going to save peace toward the end. But we talked about long-suffering. We talked about patience. No patience. No promise. We talked about joy. The importance of having joy because the joy of the Lord is our what? Oh, y'all got it. Joy of the Lord is our strength. And then we, 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 have, we, talked, about, we talked about kindness. Uh, then you got goodness. But then there it is tonight. We want to talk about faith. Because if you don't live your life in the, from the faith realm, it's easy to slip into your feelings. It'd be, it's easy for you to become a victim. It's easy for you to cry the blues. Amen? One of the, my goals here at Kingdom is to get the people of God to a place of spiritual maturity. I don't want to be pastoring babes forever. I don't even believe, I believe that, that this kind of church, it, it challenges you. Amen? I, my, one of my, my goals is to challenge people to change, to, for people to come up to another level spiritually. What did Paul say in, in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11? He said, when I was a child, I, I, I spoke as a child. I, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, somebody say, I put away childish things I, I, I've, I've gotten to a place in my spiritual walk with God I'm no longer having hissy fits I'm no longer flipping out behind every little thing that takes place put, put, can, we, can we put it up uh, 1 Corinthians I believe 13 and, and, and 11 I want the people of God to get a visual of this amen 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 13 and 11 hallelujah glory to God yeah, we, we, we want to evolve. We want to grow. We want to go from faith to faith. Amen? 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, when, when I was a child, I, I spoke as a child. I understood as a, a, a child, uh, uh, and I thought as a child. Remember even how many parents I got in here. When you would articulate certain things to your children when they were younger. You even articulated things to them at their level. 
But now that I got a 24-year-old, I don't say, boo-boo, come here, boo-boo. My 24-year-old is upstairs teaching our teenagers right now. If I said that to him after church, come here, boo-boo, come here, baby, he would look at me, his dad gone cuckoo. So I've had to even talk, change how I dialogue with my children. We have to speak to them different. See, when I was, when they were coming up, because you know, I, I always say we had our five kids in six years, 11 months and 16 days. And I remember Isaiah was probably six, seven, and Ira, the baby who's 17, he was two. And he had a habit of when he knew we were coming home, he'd be butt naked waiting for us at home. Two years old, that's acceptable. That's not acceptable at seven. We need you to go put some clothes on. You're in second grade now. Come on, somebody. Now, from the preschooler, you kind of, you know, you like, you laughed at all, like he tripping. You understand what I'm saying? But my whole point is when I was a child, spoke as a child, understood as a child. But when I became a man, please put it up. But when I became a man, I, I put away, I put away. Sometimes you got to put away because look, 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 it says I, I became a man and I, I, I put away. See, God ain't going to put it away. You have to put it away. The ball is in your court to make up in your mind that I'm not going to live in my feelings. That I'm too grown to allow certain things to get a reaction out of me. I'm not going to cuss the tire out this time because it's flat. That's called life. That ain't even the devil. You know how we always try to find the devil. Look, what, see what the devil did. No, that's, that's you, 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 you've been rolling for, for, for 29,000 miles. And you, they told you the time that you went before when you was getting the oil change that they saw, they saw silver. But you, by faith, I'm just going to keep driving. <laughs> keep driving. We're going to see how far you get with that car. But we have to turn a corner as a people. I might be preaching to the choir tonight. This is for the 1130 service. I'm just messing with y'all. Because <laughs> we finding out that's where all the millenniums go. That's where all my 18 to 30 year olds go. And it looked like all my 930s, like my age. And then, of course, 8 o'clock, that's that 50 to 80 crowd. <laughs> they trying to get it in. <laughs> but we watching that church, that service even grow. Some of y'all have slipped in there because of football season. I ain't even mad at you. Hey, to me, that's a sign of maturity that at least you're still making God a priority. At least you're still making sure you get your behind the church. Because you can be in your feelings like, I ain't going to church. It's football. See, I'm about to go watch my team. <laughs> no, but thank God we got options at kingdom. Amen. But when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away. One of the worst things you ever see is somebody that's 44, but they still act like they 16. It's a travesty. When I go to my uh, reunions, and I've been out of high school 25 years uh, uh, this year, and when I go and then you see different people, you see the ones that have evolved, the ones that have matured, then you still got that one like, what up, dog? you like, for real? Oh, you didn't turn the corner yet. You, 
You still in your feelings. You, you still think we 17, brother. We, we, we got grays now. <laughs> brother, half of our life is gone. Get it together. Get out your feelings. It's time for you to mature and grow up. It's time for you to walk by faith and not by so next time you get in your feelings, remind yourself, you know what? Mm -mm, I'm about to walk by faith, not by sight. I'm not about to allow the enemy to get a reaction out of me. Don't be 44 with a boy stuck on the inside of you. Don't be a 50-year-old woman, but you still got a 12-year-old mentality. Something happened. That means you still got that little girl in you because you've suppressed all your issues and never confronted them. What you don't identify, you can't crucify. Well, y'all a good class tonight. Praise him. Go to Hebrews 4 2 and we're going to move on to our next point. So why faith? Faith keeps you out of your feelings. You know how I can preach this? Because I know how it is to be in my feelings. When we moved in this building, you know, you know, I have faith for the carpet, 20,000. I have faith for the pews, 20,000. I have faith for the sound system, 80,000. We have faith for the foyer, 40,000. But you know where I hit a wall and got in my feelings? AC units. <laughs> because now God was requiring me to go from faith to faith and it was one thing to have faith for these little air-conditioned units. You can ask our finance lady, Nisi. The, the little ones was like 5000 I'm like, write the check. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but then when I saw that invoice with $323,000 on it, I got in my feelings. I said, how the hell are we going to do that? <laughs> I said, oh, that's Reggie. Oh. Then Pastor Steele said, by faith. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My cup runneth over. Come on, somebody. I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seek begging bread. Then I go lay down. How the hell are we going to do this? Anybody have that other voice? <laughs> well, you got 20% of y'all honest tonight. <laughs> and then it was getting hot. I'm preaching to y'all in May, late May, y'all. <laughs> Ain't even paying attention to none of my five points. <laughs> I'm up here telling y'all, think cool thoughts. And we all in here sweating like bullets. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but I had to get out of my feelings. And look what the Lord did. Now we got people complaining it's cold. Don't, don't complain to me. You better complain to my ministers. I'm going to look at you like, did you know I had to have faith for $323,000? <laughs> but let's get into this. So faith keeps you out of your feelings. Go to Hebrews 4.2. Hebrews 4.2. Look at this. Hebrews it says, uh, if for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard, uh, it did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. Those who heard it. Just hearing the word is not good enough. And isn't that interesting? Because his word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. That's Hebrews 4.12. Uh, 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 
Psalm 138, verse 2, he magnifies his word above his name. And, you know, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word abideth forever. There's, his word is powerful. There's life in his word. Come on, somebody. But then he's saying, us just hearing the gospel, the mere gospel, the word, preached word is not good enough. Like even this word you're hearing tonight, and you want this word to work, you got to mix it with faith. A lot of times we hear the word, and then we remain in our feelings. But when you hear this word, you got to mix this word with faith. It's not just good enough to hear the word. This word won't even come alive in your life until you put some faith on it. And he's given us all the measure of what? He's given us all the measure of faith. Work your faith. Because of time, I got to move on to the next point. So number one, why faith? What are, what are the benefits of faith? Faith keeps you out of your feelings. Number two, faith gives you courage to speak to your mountains. Go to Mark eleven twenty two. 22. Mark eleven twenty two. So number two, why faith? Faith gives you courage to speak to mountains. Look at this real quick. It says, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. When you really look at what that really means, it means to have the faith of God. When you really look at that in the Greek. So it says, have faith in God for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, somebody say mountain. Mountain meaning whoever says to your hindrance, whatever's hindering, whatever your obstacle is, it says uh, be removed and be cast into the sea and, and does not doubt in this heart. See, we got to get doubt off of our radar. If we really want God to do exceedingly, abundantly, above, more than we can even imagine or even think, amen, we got to put doubt to rest. Amen? So it says, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe. Somebody say believes. That word believes means to be convinced that those things, the things that, that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. You can have whatever you say. If you say it, you will see it. Next verse. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Boy, we got to stand on that. I'm going to read that again. And whenever you, you stand, or, or therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever you ask when you pray, believe. Don't just pray, but you got to pray believing. When you're praying those prayers to God, you got to be convinced everything that you have just prayed is coming to pass. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but remember, delay does not mean deny. It's going to come to pass. Why? Because Isaiah 59 and 1, he said his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear, nor is his hand short that he can't save. So look at this. It says, uh, 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 therefore, I say to you, whatever things you, when you pray, believe and that you will receive them. Anybody believe you about to be on the receiving end of some stuff? You about to be on the receiving end of some favor, on the receiving end of some blessing. Receiving end of a breakthrough, amen? Receiving end of a harvest. It says that you will receive them and you will have them. See, faith gives us courage to believe. Amen? 
Faith should be, when, when, see, when we have faith, faith will bubble up on the inside of you. And next thing you know, you'll begin to walk in the courage, amen, that people will be looking at you and they'll know your situation. You'll be like, man, I got courage. I, but because of my faith, I got this courage on the inside of me that God is working it out. Amen? Come on, he already said in his word that he won't put more on us than we can bear. We fight from our place of victory. So number two, faith gives you courage to speak to your mountains. So it's time for you, whenever you've got an obstacle or a hindrance in front of you, that's not a time to panic. That's the time to begin to open up your mouth because remember, you have the faith of God on the inside of you. God has given you all a measure of faith. You can speak to your mountain. You can speak to that obstacle in your life. Anybody had to ever speak to some stuff? And you watched yourself even overcome it. Come on, there was things you, come on, you went through some withdrawals. Can I get a witness up in here? Anybody had a mountain that just kept calling your name? All right, we got y'all being honest now, right? Praise the Lord. All of us have had a mountain. That thing that kept calling your name. Some of our mountains was Hennessy. <laughs> Some of us, it was weed. Some of us, it was women. Some of us, it was men. But all of us have something in common. We all had a mountain. Something that had dominion over you. Something, amen, that caused you to act out of the ordinary. Act out of character, if you will. But thank God you made a decision to begin to speak to your own personal mountain. So, when, so, so number two, number one, faith keeps you out of your feelings. Number two, faith gives you courage to speak to your mountain. Go to 2 Timothy 4 and 7. 2 Timothy uh, 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 4 and 7. Look at this real quick. 2 Timothy uh, 4 and, and 7. 2 Timothy 4 and, and 7. It says, I, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I, I've kept the faith. Now, this is when Paul was in prison. He's in jail. Talking about I fought a good fight. I, I've kept the, he, he, I, 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 not only did I fight a good fight, I, I, I finished the race. I, I, I've kept the faith. Look at those three F's. Fought. Well, if you, if you don't have a fight in you, you won't make it in this life. You got to have some fight on the inside of you. The other F is finish. It's not, it's not about how you start. It's how you what? Finish. And the last F is faith. He said, I, he was letting it be known the reason why I had some fight on the inside of me is because I have faith. He let it be known the reason why I was able to finish what I started is because I had faith. So faith gives us courage. It's a travesty when you run into people that have lost their courage. People that have lost their courage is because you're, faith, you're allowing your faith to lay dormant. I'm not going to sit up here and say that you don't have faith because you do. Because God already said I've given you a measure. Work your measure. If you work it, it'll work. Because of time, let's go to our third point. So number one, why faith? Faith keeps you out of your feelings. Faith gives you courage to speak to your mountain. The, the third thing is why faith? Faith heals. Go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. We're going to see a couple of healings that took place because of faith. 
while he uh, uh, while he, he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and he worshiped, saying, my daughter has just died. But come and lay your hands on her and she will live. Look at the faith he has. Next verse. Then it says, uh, uh, so Jesus arose and he followed him and, 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 and so did his disciples. Next verse. And suddenly a woman, I like this woman. This woman had ambition. This woman had tenacity because Jesus was on his way to go heal this girl. And here come this woman out the blue with a blood issue. Look how she just interrupts everything. This woman was like, I'm about to seize the moment. I know you had it. The gentleman's name was Jairus. is where Jesus was actually headed to go heal her daughter, his daughter. Amen. But then here she come, this woman with the issue of blood. It says, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood uh, for 12 years came from behind and she touched the hem of his garment. We put a lot of emphasis on the H-E-M, the hem, but really she touched him, H-I-M, because one touch from from Jesus can change your whole predicament. Can I get a witness up in here? One touch can change your situation. Then look what this next one says. She touched the hem of his garment, for she said to herself, if I only, I like this, for she said to herself, this woman's got faith. She began to have a conversation with herself, and she said, for she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment. I shall, what it means without doubt, be made well. Next verse. Then it says, but Jesus turned around and, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith, there it is. Your faith. Somebody say your faith. Your faith has made you well. What if she would have took on a mentality like some of us? I'm just waiting on Jesus. I'm just believing God. Sometimes, yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, faith without works is what? Faith without works. Works, works. In the Greek means action. James 4 and 8 says, if you draw near to God, he said, I will draw near to you. He's looking for you to take some initiative. He, you can't just be, I'm just believing. I couldn't just be, well, we're just going to just believe God. He's going to get this uh, air-conditioned units. No, I told y'all, I said, if we don't get these air-conditioned units, we're going to die. <laughs> that, who was there to witness me say that? Boy, folks is running down here. Because <laughs> y'all know this Arizona. This ain't Wisconsin. This ain't the side. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. I got a family member that just moved to Chicago. They already called and talking about, it's cold out here. Why would you want to leave this beautiful state? Can I get a witness? You don't get a lot of people talking about, I'm going back. No, they come here. This is heaven. If you can make it through June to September. <laughs> Look at you there and say, I know that's right. <laughs> Woo, that don't it feel good today? Man, listen, boy, I tell you, God is good. He got his hand on Arizona, praise the Lord. But go, go, go back. So but he said her, it was her faith. She, it was her faith. Go, go back to that text, please. It says, uh, your, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Somebody say that hour. I believe there's an hour that's coming. As long as you have faith. God will change your hour. 
this, this, this afternoon, I had to go minister to a senior citizens. I've been going to them for years and got a chance. There was a lady there that got up and talked about how she had cancer in her body. And we got a chance to lay hands and come in agreement. We, we connected our faith with her faith. And we said, we're standing with you that this is not unto death. You shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. But I said, this is your, your hour is coming. You and I have to believe that there's an hour that's coming where God will cause things to shift. If the doctor said one thing, you got to believe another because he's still Jehovah Rapha. He's still a God that heals. He's still Jehovah Rafika. He is our physician. Amen. And I, I, I'm not so spiritual that I ain't no earthly good. You still need to go to the doctor. Matter of fact, when we pray for that lady today, we pray for the doctors and the nurses. Anybody that put their hands on her, we declare that their hands will be anointed of God. Because you can't get so stupid that you don't go to the doctor. Amen. The Bible says that God will give men witty inventions, which means creative ideas. Anybody's taking some Dayquil and Nyquil, raise your hand. That's my point. I'm just trusting God. And I'm, I'm trusting them too, but I'm going to go to Walgreens real quick. I'm about to go hit up the CVS. Can I get a witness up in here? Oh, yeah. Now, that's not lack of faith either. That's saying, hey, God said he would give man witty inventions. Amen? Mm-hmm. So let's go to this. Look, go, keep going, keep going. Go to the next verse. So we see this woman gets healed. Then it says, when Jesus came to the ruler's house, so now he finally gets to the house to where this young lady passed away. So it says, when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the, flutes, the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, so everybody's crying, they counting this girl out, everybody falling out, and then the next verse says, and he said to them, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. They ridiculed him. Then it says, but, but, then, then it says, but, but when the crowd was put outside, see, Jesus put them out. Y'all think Jesus was this nice going guy? Jesus was mean. Y'all need to read the Bible. Come on, he's calling people vipers. And, amen, flipping tables over and getting belts with nails in them and swinging them through the temples. And come on, telling people how much longer must I suffer with you. Anybody ever read that text before? Come on, they couldn't cast the spirit out the young man. And Jesus looked at them and said, how much longer? In other words, Jesus was saying, you've been walking with me. I've been mentoring you. When is my spiritual scent going to get on you? When is my faith going to get on you? Do I got to come out and handle every little thing? My God in heaven, can I just sit back and take a break? Come on, I've raised you up. Amen. To be many me's, if you will. To be an extension of me. So Jesus, man, listen, that's why I believe in Ephesians 4, 26, it says, be angry, but sin not. So the Bible gives us a pass to be angry, but it says, sin not. Did you catch that? He didn't give you permission to miss the mark, but he gave you permission to be angry because we're human. We have feelings. We get angry at times. Anybody been angry before? Okay, just want to make sure. If not, we're going to anoint you the pastor tonight because all of us then, then got angry. But how many know you can get angry and not flip out? You can be, it can be anger, but it can be structured to where you're not going to cuss everybody out. Come on, somebody. 
Amen. But you can still get your point across and be assertive. Amen. That's the one thing that I don't want to raise people up to be passive. You can't get nothing done in this life being passive. Oh, okay, whatever you say. No, 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 no. This is the deal. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So, so, so. Let's keep reading. Look at this. So he, 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 he puts them out. He, and when he, the crowd was put outside, what he did was he put all that doubt out the house. All these people, well, oh! get up out of here with all that doubt. Get up out of here with all that unbelief. Get out of here with all this fear. He put them out. See, you better, see, see, even that lady that I was talking to this, this afternoon when I went to go minister at the senior citizens, I told her, you be careful who you tell you got cancer. I said, because if you tell the wrong person, it could mess everything up. You tell somebody that's lacking faith, they're like, oh my God, you're going to die. She planned it. And then she might be, yeah, you're right. This is it. You better get around somebody that will slap their hands on you and prophesy over you and tell you you shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. You were fearfully and wonderfully made and the God that gave Hezekiah an extension on life, if he did it for Hezekiah, he'll do it for you. If he did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he'll do it for you. The same God that brought lion, Daniel out of the lion's den, he will bring you out of this lion's den called cancer. Better be careful who you share your information with. Amen? Even, see, uh, I'm not going to go there. Go, go, go back to the text. Go back to, I, I might go there later. It says, and the crowd was put outside and they went and they took and they heard, uh, they, they went in and they, he went in and he took her by the hand and the girl arose. Next verse. And the report of this went out into all the land. So already we've seen two people get healed. We watched this woman with a 12-year issue get healed, an issue of blood. Then we watched this young girl who was 12 years old. We just watched her get healed. And then look at this next verse. Then it says uh, 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 20, 20, 27. 2027, 9 and 27. So the report of the went out into the land, into all the land. And it says, and when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him Crying out, saying, son of David. So they're calling on his Messiahship. Word already was out that, that's, that a, a savior, glory to God, a Messiah will come from the lineage of David. So they say, son of David, have mercy on us. Mercy meaning give us what we don't even deserve. Have mercy on us. Next verse. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Jesus asked them the question, <laughs> do you believe, are you convinced that I can do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Boy, you better have a yes, Lord, in your spirit. When you find yourself between a rock and a hard place, you better have, yes, Lord, I believe you can get me out of this jam. Yes, Lord. So he said, yes, Lord. Then, then, then it says he touched their eyes and, 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 and saying, according to your faith. Let it be you. See, it wasn't just Jesus laying hands on them that got them healed. If there was no faith, in the, if, there, if the environment was not conducive, Jesus wouldn't have been able to heal them. You got to remember that remember Jesus would go about healing, and the Bible says, it says everybody didn't get healed. Maybe I'll hit that next week. 
There were people that didn't get healed because they didn't have faith. But there it is. He said it was according to their faith. Come on, put that back up real quick. 9 and 29. It says, uh, uh, he said, according to your intellect, according to your bank account, according to your race. <laughs> it said, according to your faith. According to your faith, let it be unto you. According to your faith, let it be to you. In verse 30, and then, and then we'll go to our last point. Verse 30, and their eyes were open. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, see that no one knows this. But look at that, their eyes were open. Somebody say, faith heals. Why faith? Faith keeps you out of your feelings. Faith gives you courage to speak to your mountains. Faith heals. Number four, faith causes you to be rewarded. Go to Hebrews 11.8. Faith causes you to be rewarded. If you ever want God to reward you, it's really all connected to your faith. By faith. Uh, put up six. We'll go to eight in a little bit. I'm sorry. Go to six. Eleven six. We'll get to eight in a minute. Eleven six. So Hebrews, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must, somebody say must. Must means it's a necessity that you believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. A lot of times your reward is not only just connected to your diligence, but it's connected to your faith. Because God, if you ever wanted to move, see God's hand move, it's really through faith that you move the hand of God. I remember I used to be under a pastor, and I used to love the quote he, would quote, he would say, I'm not waiting for God to move. He says, I'll move God. That sounds kind of arrogant, sounds kind of cocky, but really it's, it's confidence. Because you and I have the ability to move God. Because God has to respond to our faith. He has to respond to our prayers. He has to respond to our tithe. He has to respond to our offer. If there's three things that God has to respond to, that he's bound to respond to, he has to respond to our faith, our giving, and our prayers. How's that, Pastor? Because Numbers 23 and 19 says he's a man that he will not lie. Nor the son of man will he repent. He even said in that next verse, he said, I can't even reverse it. Please put that up, Numbers 23 and 19. I want the people of God to get a visual of this. Y'all enjoying this teaching? God is not a man that he should lie. He can't lie. God can't go back on his word. If you work his word, it's going to work. So it says he, God is a man that he, he should not lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Repent meaning he can't even change his mind if he wanted to. Like us, we change our mind. Can I get a witness? You know, three, uh, I learned this from Bishop Jakes. He said, people leave your church for three reasons. They died, they moved to another state, and they changed their mind. They changed their mind. God don't change his mind. People do, though. Can I get a witness? All of us in here didn't change our mind. Amen? Shoot, I didn't change my mind about a lot of stuff. 
ways I used to think, stuff I used to preach. I changed, I like, I ain't gonna ever preach that again. Beating people up and stuff. All that stuff. No, you don't, people then drove all these miles to get here, then got dressed and put the curling irons on and hot comb. You, you, you deserve to at least be built up and not beat up. Our model is building God's kingdom what? At a time. Build means to establish, to strengthen, and put it back together. Not to tear down and destroy. But, but go, go, go back to that. No, so, 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 so he's a man that he will not lie, uh, uh, that, that he should lie, nor the son of man should he repent. Uh, he has said, and, he, he, uh, and will he not do it? We can stop right there. He, he has said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will not make it good? How many know that if he said it, he'll make it good? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Next verse. He said, I'll make it good. Next verse, verse 20. Behold, I have received and have commanded to bless. He has blessed and cannot reverse it. Woo! He can't reverse it when it comes to your giving. He has to give you a harvest. He can't reverse it when it comes to your prayer life and you're calling things that be not as though they are. He can't reverse it. When you begin to operate in faith, he can't reverse it. He has to move on your situation. Has to. Amen? He can't reverse it if he wanted to. So faith causes you to be rewarded. Go to now go to 11 and 8. Bless you. <laughs> Reward. Look at this. Hebrews 11, 8. Look at this. Remember, your faith causes you to be rewarded. By faith. Somebody say, by faith. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive an inheritance. Now, this is interesting. He does it by faith. He obeys God. God doesn't even give him all the details. See, some of us, we need every T to be crossed, every I to be dotted. We need God to connect all the dots. Then we go. God like, no, I'm not going to cross every T. I'm not going to dot every I. I'm not going to connect all the dots. I need you to just step out on a maybe. I need you to take a risk. Abraham left everything. You can find that in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. He leaves everything. But sometime in order for God to change your condition and your position, you got to leave certain environments behind. Amen? Anybody had to leave some certain environments? You're like, I got to get up out of here. These people crazy. Me just being here, that, that's just, I don't even feel right. I, I, I blend in, but I don't fit in. Put the, put, put the, because you might look like them, but you know you still don't fit in. I could go a lot of places with that. Please go back to Hebrews 11 8. I got to close this out for these kids get restless upstairs. By faith, Abraham obeyed, and when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive an inheritance, and he went out. Somebody say, He went out. Yeah, he went out, not knowing where he was going. He didn't know where he was going, but he went out. 
Some of you in this room tonight, you made up in your mind, I'm going out. Didn't know where you was going. But you knew Psalm 37 and 23, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You knew it's just a matter of time. If I make this move, if I obey God, it's just a matter of time before I stumble up on favor. And then when you read Genesis chapter 12, put it up. We, and I'm going to close here. Put up Genesis 12 uh, 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 and 1. Genesis 12 and 1. And we're going to close. What time is it? Look at this. Now, now the Lord said to Abram, get out your country. And orders for some time God to take you into some stuff, you got to get out of some stuff. So he said, get out your country. Can I paraphrase? Get away from these fools. All this idolatry going on, you know these people crazy, and you know you different than them. Why do you even want to be stuck here? Get out your country. And from your family. Do I need to say any more? Anybody got that crazy uncle, that crazy auntie that walk around the family reunion with one shoe on? I'm looking at my auntie. One shoe on. Asking, where's my shoe? And you 60 plus. You expect that from a two-year-old. Mama, where's my shoe? Not from a 60 plus year old. That's a whole nother story though. And I got to be careful too because she go to 1130 service. But go, go, go back. <laughs> Get out your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land I'm going to show, show you, I'm going to expose you to some things, but I need you to get out of some things. I need you to leave everything that's familiar to you. I need to leave, you to leave everything that's safe. Next verse. I'm going to show you some things, but I need you to get out of some things. I'm going to make you great. Boy, is God giving him a good deal or what? I'm going to make you great, but I need you to get out of some things. I need you to leave that family. I need you to leave bumming them. Boom, boom, and bam, bam, and all them. I'm going to make you great. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to even make your name great. People are going to know who you are. 2,000 years later, they still going to be talking about you, Abraham. And we up here talking about them tonight. And you're going to be a blessing. In other words, Abram, I'm getting ready to take you from just the land of just enough the land of just enough, not enough, to a land of more than enough. But, but I need you to get out of some things. I, I, I need you to leave everything that's safe and familiar to you. And I'm going to make you great. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And, and, and you're going to be a blessing. You can only be a blessing when you got surplus and extra and abundance. Next verse. I'm going to bless those who bless you. And I'm going to curse him who curse you. I can pause right there, but because of time. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Next verse. Abraham departed. That brother didn't pray. He didn't walk the floor. Lord, what you saying? Lord, I need to hear you. After that kind of deal, when you make a move, I'd start packing, get that U-Haul truck. Can I get a witness up in here? He departed as the Lord has spoken to him and Lot went with him and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. 
Now go to Genesis 13, 2. This is one chapter later, people of God. One chapter later. Because in order for God to bless you, you got to have chapters like this. Where God's going to test you to leave some people. Then it says, and Abraham was very, somebody say very. Rich. What did he tell him? You're going to be a blessing. Isn't that what he told him? So he became not just rich, but the Bible puts that very on there. Very rich with livestock, silver, and, and gold, all because he was obedient to God. God didn't cross every T. God didn't dot every I. He made a faith move. When we begin to make faith moves, God begins to move. And the last thing, and I can't get into this, but faith causes you to see on another level. Hebrews 12, 2, please put that up and we're done for real. I, I, I've been enjoying teaching. Hebrews 12, I got to give you this fifth. Looking unto Jesus. That word looking unto Jesus means, what it denotes is it means giving him your undivided attention. And when you give him your undivided attention, then it says that he will be the author and the finisher of your faith. Why faith? Faith keeps you out of your feelings. Faith gives you courage to speak to your mountains. Faith heals. Faith causes you to be rewarded. Faith causes you to see on another level. Make sure that you have the right people massaging your faith muscle. Because as you allow certain people that, that have faith like you to speak into your life, I believe God will begin to expand your faith. You'll begin to see on another level. Because the thing is, if I would have stayed in certain environments, I wouldn't be able to see on this level. Listen, I was a part of a church for years that saw maybe 70 people for 20 years. And God said, get out of here. And then puts me in a different environment. And I begin to see things. I begin to see and think on another level. The only way that can happen is sometimes you got to pull out of certain environments. You can't be in environments that dumb you down. When I look around this Wednesday night crowd, I got intelligent, articulate faith people. Be careful who you run with because who you run with is a prophecy of your future. I believe God wants to do Ephesians 3.20 exceedingly, abundantly above, more than you can even imagine or even think. But it's going to take faith to get to that place. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the word today. Lord, seal this word in our hearts tonight. Lord, we thank you that we've realized tonight that there are benefits when we begin to operate in faith.